0: I'm Angela Kelly Robet, host of the Empowered Principal Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not
1: reflect others. Find other education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
2: Coming up on episode 69 of Podcast PD, we talk with my son Miles, as well as Kevin Carroll and three high school students from North Jersey about distance learning. Let's do this. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day, except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Sunday, March 29th, 2020. It is 8.30 p.m. and you are joining us for Podcast PD Live. We are very excited to have you here with us tonight as we are about to get the student perspective on distance learning. I'm Mr. Nessie on Twitter, Chris Nessie. Man, we're really off to a bang here. (laughs) I am joined, as always, by my podcast compadre. AJ Bianco. AJ, how you doing? I'm doing very well,
3: Mr. Christopher. I don't know why you call yourself Mr. Nessie. That's very weird. <laughs> you told us like when we first met you, we're friends, don't call me Mr. Nessie. So, Christopher, I'm doing very well as we uh, approach week three of remote
2: learning. You know why I wound up doing the uh, Mr. Nessie? Because every live stream I did prior to this one, this week, was me being Mr. Nessie, whether it was for high school or for Rutgers. I've been Mr. Nessie all week.
4: Daddy. So,
2: yeah. Oh. All right, so we got this third wheel here. Voice, different (laughs) coming, uh, yeah. The other, we'll call him Little Nessie, Uh, joining us from House of EdTech Studio B, is my son, eight-year-old second grader, Miles. What's up, son? Hello, son. (laughs) Daddy. Yes.
4: No more sound effects.
2: No more. Okay, I'll I'll try to keep the sound effects to a minimum. You Um, know what the best part is about this? I'm
3: going to cut you off real quick, Chris just looking at this because we're live on camera like i'm looking at you in one room with the equipment all set up i'm looking at miles in another room with the equipment all set up i'm at a dining room table and i'm like just makeshift here let's put a microphone on the table and these two knuckleheads are like professionals he's got the headphone like it's like a mirror image it's really scary if you had a blue shirt on be completely, <laughs> completely different right now
4: i'm in my bedroom
3: <laughs> and i'm in you, the office, office equipment in
2: your bedroom
4: Yes, it's Daddy's laptop and his microphone, and my headphones.
2: Kids these days. Kids these days. But, you know, while we're introducing you, Miles, don't you also podcast? Yes. Do you want to tell people about your podcast real quick?
4: It's all about vacuums, and if I ever get around to it, the next episode will be about a Kirby.
2: Where can people find your podcast?
4: VacuumPodcast.com. It's
2: probably got some clean content. (laughs) It is squeaky clean. (laughs) So if if you're interested in that, you can go to vacuumpodcast.com. Link will be in the show notes out at uh, podcastpd.com slash, I don't don't have it, 68, 69. We We're 69 this time. I think we were Yeah, 69. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, But if you are new to what we do here on the live stream, uh, if you want to be a part of the show, or if, if your kids are up and ready to talk about their experience, which is what we have Miles here to do a little bit of tonight, or if you've got questions for Miles, you can throw them in the chat here on YouTube. Or you can come on and ask us at podcastpd.com slash join, and you can be a part of the program. Um, so, AJ, how did week three go? This is week three. This is, Week two was good.
3: I don't know how week three is going to go. I'll let you know. Look, look <laughs> we'll find out next week, right? <laughs> week, two, week two is okay. I feel like week two, uh, week two is a little more calm, I guess. I mean, I wasn't really stopping too many problems this time. I think now it's coming to the point where because we planned for two weeks, definitely, and we had teachers prepare for weeks three and four, I think now it becomes like a bigger portion of, well, now what? Because we're obviously going to blow past week four, you know? Yeah, I actually
2: got correspondence from my district that we are out definitely until April 17th when, I guess that's based on what the governor said, that the governor will reevaluate and then we'll find out where we're at on Friday, April seventeenth, if we're going back to school on Monday, April twentieth. From what did I understand
3: from the governor's tweet or his words, we're not going back until after the seventeenth, but I don't think that's even I don't even think that's possible, I'll be honest with you. Daddy. Yeah. Yes, sir.
4: My podcast sucks. Get it Oh sucks.
3: See <laughs> how long did it take you to think of that, my boy? I didn't want to say it before. I was gonna let that good for him. <laughs> There you go. You
4: you gave me that as a joke. <laughs> you gave me that. Well, Not no, for so today. I hope but...
2: I hope it's a joke. I hope it's a joke.
4: It is a joke.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. We we can bring. We got some other people ready to join us. Uh, let's bring in uh, Mr. Kevin Carroll, returning. How you doing, sir? Hey
5: guys, how we doing?
2: Hey Kevin, what's going on? Doing good.
5: Your sidekick there is doing a hell of a job tonight.
2: Yeah. Right. Look at him go. Not too much effort on his part. He's uh, he's a natural.
5: Runs in the family.
2: Oh, <laughs> look at this. So what's going on, Kevin?
5: Uh, nothing. Looking forward to another week and uh, trying to keep our kids motivated and uh, on track for this learning. I think uh, the high school kids are you know, starting to get a little old for some of them and uh, just trying to find a way to keep them motivated and engage with uh, our teachers and what's going on. We had our marking period end on Friday, so now it's just kind of rethinking how the fourth marking period is going to look.
3: What, what are you thinking about that? I, I know – we spoke about it earlier through our coffee, you do conversation, but you know, are, are you leaning toward this pass fail? Are you leaning toward actually like grading kids? Are they learning new content? Like how does that work, work for the high school kids?
5: Yeah. I'm really at a, I really want to learn more about the pass fail option and what that looks like. Um, I know some schools in Bergen County are, are talking about it. Um, so I want to spend this week kind of really diving into that a little bit. Uh, our teachers are moving forward with, uh, with some instruction. We're trying to keep it, you know, manageable, um, having them understand that it takes a couple days to teach something that taught them, you know, they were teaching it a day in class. Um, and I heard it somewhere, but like, you know, love the kids, but like the content, you know, so really kind of worry about the kids first and checking in. And I, I sat in a couple of classes last week and each teacher started off with, you know, how's the workload going for my class? How's the workload going for other classes? You know, how you doing? Um, and if we keep coming back to that, I think um, we're going to make it through this.
2: That's a lot of the conversations that I'm having as I'm live streaming and using StreamYard with my own high school world history classes where I take the time, you know, 10, 15 minutes. You know, how are you doing? How's your family? Um, How are your other classes going? Just trying to, you know, check in, make those connections, which is really important.
5: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think some of our teachers started actually like chunking the class and having a couple, you know, a handful of kids coming into their Google Meets or their Zoom ones. And then, you know. Those five jump out, and five new kids jump in. Any questions, anything to work on? And I think that's uh, been more manageable for the teachers, too. So if you go, I don't know if you have anybody in the waiting room of a couple of my kids we're going to hopefully join tonight from, uh, from Waldwick.
2: I do. I have uh, – looks like i got three young people in the green room, and Great. I will get them on, which means before I bring them in, let me get the youngest guy. Let me give him his time real quick. So, Miles, you're in second grade. Um, what has distance learning and learning at home looked like for you so far? What have you had to do?
4: Um, writing prompts, reading response, math, science. Uh, we even had our first Zoom meeting.
2: And you are in what grade again? Second grade. And you were on a Zoom call with your teacher and some of the kids in your class, right? Yes. What was that like? Fun. What <laughs> was well, fun about it? What did you like
3: most about that, Miles? You
4: we if you. If you use the cursor Miss Morris can my teacher Miss Morris can pull up a a whiteboard on the screen and I can use the mouse and draw stuff. And you wanna know what I drew?
3: What did you draw? What did you draw?
4: Take a guess.
3: A vacuum. A vacuum.
4: Correct. <laughs> you win a prize.
2: Hey, you got to you got to brand yourself little man. <laughs> there you go. Um now, Miles, what have you been using to submit your work? Miss Morris is giving you work each day to work on. How are you? What technology are you using to do the work?
4: Class Dojo.
2: Yeah, if you didn't realize, I mean, he he's been. She can send out prompts. He's actually building a digital portfolio where yeah, yeah. he can snap pictures of his work and he can uh, go in on the website and type things up. He's doing math on there, taking pictures of things that he's writing and drawing, and it, it's actually really cool. I'll, I'll try and take get some screenshots to include in our show notes but class dojo has certainly been very powerful for him that's pretty cool it's, i guess it sounds like it's more like seesaw in, in that regard yeah i didn't realize that that dojo had this function. functionality it's it the first i'm hearing about it
4: well miss morris did it
2: why is that on you?
3: this podcast let's go miss morris where you at <laughs> miles what's what's the hardest thing for you with doing this um you miss your friends
4: no, I don't get to watch TV all day or vacuum all day.
3: Well, look, I got a house, needs some vacuuming. If you want to come up this way, like you can, you can use my stuff. You charging
5: like a like a landscaper? Like you got your own business going here, Miles? At all? You know, going yes. house to house and vacuuming?
4: Yes, I just cleaned my neighbor's house and my grandma's.
5: Good for you! Wow, well, look keep six feet away, all right? Make sure you're social distancing while you're in the houses.
4: I see that. Oh no, I just got a message. <laughs>
5: What's the
0: message?
4: Let the youngins go first, please.
2: (laughs) That that comes to us from Al. Al is is on hold. Al's in the green room, too. Al's in the green room. Mr. G's in the green room. Oh, boy. We got got a big group. Yeah, we do. All right. Um, Any other thoughts on learning at home, Miles?
4: Uh, Yeah. It's fun. And I don't need to leave the house.
3: That's the best part about it, I think, just... Get, waking up, putting on
2: normal clothes, and just getting work done all day.
4: No, sometimes that, that's where
2: he's having a problem. He he wakes up and it's the uh,
4: pajama party. The under-
2: yeah. It's a pajama <laughs> party.
4: I wake up in pajamas and I keep them on until like twelve. But I wake <laughs> up at like nine. Well, I sleep in. I watch my tablet because it's right next to my bed, leaning on a picture.
3: Wow, tight ship right there, Miss Anesi. Mm-hmm. Tight ship. It sounds like.
2: Ah, well, you know, we make we make the best of it. <laughs> All right, so uh, thanks, buddy. It's time for bed for you. What? Good night, Miles.
4: That work? That's a, <laughs> hey,
2: in and out here. We're a fast-moving program. Why is
4: it a, so fast-moving? It's only been 12 minutes.
2: But it's 8.42, and it's time for bed. I'm going to kick you out. Go to sleep. <laughs> I love you. I'll see you in the morning.
4: Okay, see you in the morning. Good night, Good night Miles. Miles. All right.
2: Take care, buddy. Take, take care. Of I'm not going to sit Yeah, Good night. Yeah, <laughs> take care. Bro. See you soon. <laughs> the acclaimed Miles to everybody. I can't get over the
3: fact that he's got a laptop right now, headphones, and a podcast arm in his bedroom.
2: Well, you know, that that's how we do it. I get it. <laughs> Teach him young. Teach him young. I believe the children are our future. There you go. All right. All
3: right. Kevin, uh, tell us about who's coming in here. Tell us about your students as Chris gets them ready to come in.
5: All right. And I can, I can just jump bring out. them right in. Sure. Either way, or I can jump out if you guys want to. Now we're, the show no, we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna them. bring them all in. There we right. go. We're
2: gonna. I, I hope you know Brendan, Amelia, yep. and uh, Olivia. Olivia.
5: Yes, absolutely.
2: Hello. I don't know we can do this. Hey guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> thank you Let so me, much uh, for joining us tonight. This is pretty cool. Thank you for having us. Of I'm course. excited. You don't have to be so formal. It's okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm excited.
2: There we go. All right. So um, why don't we start with? Olivia, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what grade you're in, and just kind of paint a picture for us for you learning at home.
1: Okay, so I'm a junior at Waldwick. I it's a little, it's been a little bit hectic at my house. I'm not gonna lie. I have an older brother who's college semester just got transferred to online. My dad has been at home as well, as well as my mom. So it's been a little bit crazy. But I mean, honestly, I can't really complain. I think the teachers at Waldwick do a really good job at like keeping things organized for us and making sure that we know what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, and making sure that we're aware that they're there for help if we need them. So, I mean, it hasn't honestly been too bad. I can't really complain.
2: Amelia?
6: Um, I'm also a junior. I've got two brothers at home, but it hasn't really been hectic. They're kind of sleeping in. Um, but it's pretty much similar. I mean, I wake up at eight, which is nice. It's like, I, I probably haven't gotten this much sleep in a while. Um, all my work is usually done by three because that's the deadline, which is nice, keeps me on track. So it's pretty, pretty relaxing. It's like, do as you please kind of thing. Just get it done in your own time. Yeah.
7: Nice. Um, I'm a junior as well. Um, I'm, I'm not hating this right now. I'm fortunate to be in a healthy environment and just not in the worst situation, which I'm very fortunate for. Um, but I think the main thing is getting motivated and doing something, whether it be crafts or reading or whether it be video games, but just keeping myself occupied. And I know that might be a struggle for a lot of kids, but for me, I, I can always keep myself entertained. And I know that's probably a problem with a lot of these staying home for so long, but for, for me, at least I'm, I'm enjoying it. And, um, I think everybody's doing a pretty good job as of faculty wise, um, controlling it and getting work out and making it trying to trying to have a virtual classroom work without putting a seven hour school day into um, into your house, which is not really possible. So I think it's working pretty well, pretty well so far. That's all I got to say.
5: Uh, Amelia, you mentioned deadlines that they help you stay um, on track. Some some school districts are, you know, giving kids 24, 48 hours to get work done. How do the timelines work for you as a student?
6: I think they're really helpful because I'm a big procrastinator. Like I'm like a do it the night before kind of person. So the fact that like teachers say, all right, you have class time to work on it. But if you don't finish it, you need to get it done by like three really helps me because then I don't have to like stay up doing work all night. I know I have to get it done, so I do it, and then my day is free, which is nice.
3: What is your typical day look like, guys? Like, what what are you what are you doing? So you're waking up, you're starting your work, or you're getting adjusted. Walk us through. And whoever wants to take this one is up to you. Walk us through like that the eight o'clock to three o'clock day for you.
1: Um, so me, I am the first to admit that I wake up as late as I possibly can while still being on time for school. So I usually get up around like 755. And then I am not a big fan of doing my homework in my bed, because I know I will not get anything done if I stay in bed. So I come downstairs and not that it's much better, but I sit on my couch all day. And then I... Eight, so 8 o'clock, I sit through my first period and I do all my work that needs to be done. And then a big thing for me is I like to go through my other classes and see if my teachers have posted any work that I can get done before I'm actually in their class. And then I just kind of go through my day through my classes and I I go on Google Meets with my teachers when they need to. And then I just try and stay on top of my work and get it done as quickly as I can without having to worry about like interrupting my other classes. So
7: um, My day's not far off. I'm doing... Uh, pretty similarly what is doing. Um, I'm kind of picking and choosing what I want to do. I'm not really sitting through each class. I'm seeing what has a pressing deadline, which is nice, um, whether it be at 1230 or three o'clock and then I'm doing it right away. Um, other things, I might wait a little bit and take breaks so that I am um, giving my full attention to to what needs to be done instead of being sidetracked with a bunch of things because in our houses, we have a lot more distractions than we probably do in the school day um, or in a school environment. But... Um, yeah, I do enjoy the fact that there is less, um, less deadlines, but there are, they're structured better. I think I like, I like it how it's working.
6: Yeah. I'm probably more on the side with Brendan where like I go through my classes, see what work is assigned. And then I like pick and choose what I want to do. Like when I have a book to read first period, I don't do it first period. Cause I know it's going to put me back to sleep. So like, that's something I like save for another period and maybe i'll like flip-flop the work that i have to do
2: now besides trying to wake up early and you know get your work done what else do you find is, is maybe challenging or that you struggle with here after a few weeks of trying to do this from home
1: i think a big thing for me is just finding the motivation to get on and make sure that i'm doing all my work i mean As a junior, I have a pretty rigorous schedule. I take a lot of honors and AP classes. So it's kind of hard for me to like find the time and the energy to like force myself to sit down and actually do my work. Because a lot of the stuff that goes through my head is like, oh, will it really matter if I don't do it? Like, are my teachers really going to know? So I feel like a big thing for me has just been finding the self-motivation to really sit down and make sure I do everything that needs to be done so that like I finish all my assignments and that I understand all the lessons that I'm supposed to be learning.
6: I'd say mine is probably focus because like in school, you're kind of like forced to stay focused. Whereas like in my bedroom, I have like my phone right next to me. I have like my dogs right down the stairs. So like in school, you're in an environment where like if you start like getting distracted, your teacher like pulls you right back. But it's a little more challenging to stay focused when like you have to make sure you're doing it for yourself.
7: Right. And I agree with that. I also think and this is something that you can't perfect or try and edit so that it is similar to a school environment because it's so it's such a strange and challenging thing that we're um, put into but is complications that you have and wanting to ask questions while we have different uh, platforms and media that we can with a remind and the um, video calls that we can have still there's just it, there's nothing the same as face-to-face or just quick question because some of these aren't big enough questions to send an email send a remind which I could do but it's just there's some things that are just a little more complicated, and adapting to that is what I will have to do. And um, I think it has progressed over the, the second week from the first week.
3: So, so we have, we have a question coming in from some people who are who are listening, and uh, I'm going to go with Al's question. Uh, how often are you guys on Google Meet? Is that a every day kind of thing, or is there a set schedule?
7: It's um, they sent it out the day before I think, or that morning. Um, and I've we've really only had a couple classes that have it. And it's not the most often thing. I think we're going to, most teachers have said that they want to start doing it at least once a week or however often, because I think that would be a really good thing, having that connection. Um, But it isn't often as maybe, I think I've had three this week and the same the first week. Um, So they aren't the most uh, frequent things. I don't know about you guys.
6: I think it depends on your schedule. I know for my Spanish class, my, my teacher's very like, she's a, like a meet in person kind of thing so like we'll have a meet at least like three times a week just because she wants to like see us hear our voices which is like nice that teachers are trying to stay connected some classes it's definitely harder to like my economics class had a meet the other day but a lot of the work is like geared more towards like individual stuff so I think teachers are trying to do what they can I've had I usually have at least like one meet a day though
1: I feel like a lot of it also, too, just depends on like the class size and like how important like it is to have like teacher student connection. Because I know for me and like my bigger classes, it's a little bit harder to have like meets with the entire class and try and keep everything organized. So I know for some of those classes, they like split us up into groups. But I feel like I have them like regularly enough where like I'm not feeling overwhelmed. But I know like my teachers are still putting an effort to try and communicate with us and connect with us as if we were still in school.
5: Yeah, last week at the staff meeting, I mentioned to the staff to please give the students 24-hour notice you know, before they were going to do a live session just so that the, the students were aware of it and they were checking you know, classroom in the morning. Um, we are following like a half-day schedule, so the kids aren't being pulled um, at 9 o'clock by two or three teachers. It depends on what class they have at that time. And the feedback from the kids is they've liked that structure.
2: So, Kevin, at your school you guys are running some type of time schedule. So to avoid that issue of, you know, three teachers trying to meet with kids at the same time, there is a structure to the day.
5: Yeah, we are following like a a bell schedule. Um, And that only for the reason of not to pull the kids and teachers in in multiple directions at the same time. Assignments don't have to be completed during that time period. um, But that allowed, you know, I wanted to see the live, uh, you know, connections happening the moment we left school, you know, two, three weeks ago. Um, I wasn't afraid of it. I wasn't trying to hide from it. I thought it was important to keep the, you know, the relationships that our teachers built with our students from September to now. Um, I didn't want that to go away. Um, So it was just a comfort factor and teachers getting, you know, used to the platforms. And, you know, I encouraged last week that they do one live session a week, but I also said, you have families, you have responsibilities. You know, I understand all that. Um, and I don't want to overwhelm the kids either with uh, live sessions every period throughout the day. So I think we're trying to find that balance um, and asking the kids weekly what's going on. So far, so good.
2: And also in your school, Kevin, are you guys one-to-one? Do, do your student, do you guys have your own devices or does the school give it to you? What What, what is the situation in, in your school?
5: You guys can answer that. We each have our own phone
6: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Good to know. Uh, also coming in. From the chat, and I guess this, I'll throw it up here. Um, do you guys go into Google Meets after the teacher leaves?
6: Uh, for group projects, I know I have. Like, we had a physics project due the other day, and me and my group uh, members met on Meets and worked it out for, like, a couple hours. But usually after, like, a class period, if the meet ends, like, the kids don't hang around because we do have other classes afterwards. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Also, a big thing for us is I know at least, like, with myself and, like, my kind of friend group, we are huge fans of just FaceTime, like, FaceTime group calls. We have a group chat, and it's, like, actually, it's me, Amelia, and then a few other girls we go to school with, and it is very popular for us. We, we do use it a lot when we need it. So, All
2: right, do you want to take Mike's question?
3: Yeah, so another question, basically on the same, the idea of Google Meet. Uh, Mike asks, uh, would you prefer to have live interactive Google Meet lesson or just an opportunity to get virtual face-to-face time if needed. So, do you guys like that interactive lesson, or just, or, or do you want just a quick, hey, here's what I'm doing so far. Uh, let me move on to uh, my next class.
7: Um, I think I again, it it depends on the class. Like certain ones, they can just be straightforward. Um, our physic in in different classes, whether it be science or math, sometimes just a lesson out on the whatever uh, platform it might be that you can just see it do your assignment, but sometimes it might be confusing. And I think having um, teachers have that open, we have an open time. So from like 1230 or one to three, I think, Mm -hmm. right? One to three, they're open and they're like on call for any questions. And I really like that, that we can just ask them anything. Um, But about that, would you rather have live interactive? I do enjoy that because um, even if it's not, even some classes, it doesn't really work having that live, the live lesson. Just being able to interact and just see each other's face and just talk about whether whatever it may be. I know you guys were talking about that before we came on, just having a conversation with people and just just how are you doing? Because this is a very complicated and confusing time, um, I think is really beneficial for all of us. So I think both bo- both a lesson and just being able to talk to each other.
6: Yeah, I'd say a little bit of both because. Although I do, like, love my teachers and all my peers, I don't want to spend, like, the 45-minute class period just talking because that does feel very unproductive to me. So uh, what a lot of my teachers do, which is nice, is you spend the first, like, five, ten minutes just catching up, like, oh, how are you guys holding in? Like, what's been going on? Is everyone doing well? And then they go into, like, an interactive lesson, which I appreciate because I do have, like, a lot of -of spur-of-the-moment questions that, that are, like, easier to answer as it's going.
1: I feel like Amelia and Brennan were saying it's definitely got to be like a mix of both. I know at at Waldwick, like my math teacher and my physics teacher, have been very, very keen on like recording videos for us and then posting them on Classroom and having us watch them, which I think has been very helpful because I think with those two kind of subjects, it's nice to kind of be able to go back and like rewatch what you need to rewatch and always have them there and not feel like you need to try and rush to get a question out if it's live. But then it's also nice to like for my other classes to have like, the interaction, like they were saying, like I have some teachers that I've had for more than one year, like I've had them previous to this school year. So it's definitely nice to just be able to like know that they're there and putting in the effort to make sure that I'm okay. And that's
7: mm-hmm. a nice thing with Google Meets that they can, you can just record the call or I think probably Zoom does the same thing, but mm-hmm. um, with different platforms that they can record the call and then put it on their classroom page and you can see what other students ask go back to what the lesson was, but see, because you might have the same question as somebody else and just see that again. So I think that's a really um, good thing to take advantage of.
3: What do you got besides Google meet? What do you guys think has been the best tool that your teachers have been using to help you throughout this process? So you're going into week three now. So two weeks under remind. your bed, that's tool. Remind. Yeah. Cool.
6: Yeah. My teachers like remind me and they'll like, let me know like, Oh, remember Hi, me I see what me, you did there. <laughs> Uh, we have a meet in like 20 minutes or they'll like my English teacher reminds me and she's like oh don't forget like you have a deadline due tonight which is very uh nice because in school like it's very different hearing the things you kind of remember better but when you're at home and you just have like a list of assignments sometimes it's hard to remember what is due and when so I'd say remind as well
7: yeah remind and just taking advantage of um just the classroom and just um different teachers have put out um obviously we have a lot of free time now so to be able to see what is the kind of the lesson plan for that week um is helpful for us because they're obviously not able to like completely teach it and we can look back um go through whether it be the textbook or this or that and just see it throughout the week because we probably have more time than we would in the regular school day with sports
5: and that so we can we can see everything ahead of time and i think that's a really good tool remind was one of the best purchases because we have the school plan so i i paid for um The access to all of it, so all our coaches, all our advisors, um, you know, kids were not checking email. You know, (laughs) they were they were not. You know, and even your best of your best kids were not. They were just checking Google Classroom, and teachers would be sending emails, and nobody would be reading them or responding. So we all know they live on their phones. So that's where the Remind came in, and um, it's been a home run. And you know, as they just said, that it's been great for us.
3: Yeah, I think Remind is a great tool, and it's something I've used. I think it's a forgotten tool these days. So with your mind, Kevin, I'll direct this to you. You probably know more. Do the parents get involved too, or this is straight up for the kids? The teachers are going to communicate with them only.
5: Yeah. As the rollout happened, it was really just for the teachers and the students. Um, I'd love to get a parent group set up. I mean, I know it's not hard. It just becomes a matter of you know time and the implementation of it. Um, but there are some parents who get the code somehow, and I see names pop up. Um, and it is something we want to incorporate as we move forward, because and everything through a phone is how people are living now and getting information from.
2: We have a, another person in the green room who I am going to bring in, which means I'm going to step off for a second. So, uh, AJ, fly the plane. I'm oh, great. Who's jumping in here? Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining us
3: tonight.
0: Thanks for having me.
3: Welcome to the conversation. Hello. So, tell us about uh, your experience as a throughout this uh, remote learning. This is Riley so that I, jumped at everybody. Go ahead, Riley.
0: So, I live in, so things are very different for us. Our remote learning technically starts tomorrow morning. Oh. So, all of our teachers are technically supposed to send all of our assignments tomorrow morning. So, you basically just get bombarded with all of the work, you just do the assignments throughout the week.
3: And what, do you, what is your school using in order to dish out these assignments?
0: Google Classroom, Google Media.
3: And what, what, what year are you, Riley? What grade?
0: Is- I'm in eighth grade.
3: Eighth grade. Okay. So, did what do you, you have? Did you have devices before you left school?
0: Um, we don't get Chromebooks until um, freshman year of high school. So, I'm just using my phone. Right.
3: How long have you been out of school?
0: Um, two weeks.
3: And what have you been doing for those two weeks?
0: Um, we're just kind of chilling at home. I mean, we're not really doing much. You've had,
3: you've had no work that you had to do. You've, um, been, you've been able to just kind of take this all in and relax for, for yeah, these I mean, 10 days.
0: Optional work? Okay. I mean, I've done that, but it's not graded, so do much.
3: Got gotcha.
5: Does the uh, WA's crew have any uh, ideas or guidelines for uh, Riley as she jumps into this learning tomorrow? i um, um, try
6: and stay on track of your stuff. I mean, I what I try and do is if I know my teacher posted something that's due the next day, I'll try and at least get half of it done the night before or just start it. That way, like, it's a little more manageable. Or if I wake up at, like, Eight o'clock, and I don't have any work. First period, I can just go back to bed, which is nice. Um,
7: I know you just said that you probably get, you're going to get bombarded tomorrow morning, but um, and I know this is a hard thing to do, and I get stressed easily. And I know a lot of high school students do, and even just in middle school. Um, but just try and try and chill out, take some breaks, go outside. And hopefully, it's a nice day tomorrow or just this week, and just take breaks and then go back to the work. But it's better if we just calming down because this this is a challenging time for all of us and um we're gonna get through it
1: like brennan was saying like just try not to make it all about school like i know it may seem hard but like you just need to make sure that you're also focusing on like spending time for yourself and spending time with your family or pets or whatever because if you just try and focus solely on school it's going to be extremely overwhelming and i promise you it's going to be hard to, to get through however long this is so just make sure that you don't make everything about school like, of course, do your work, get it all done when it needs to be done, but don't focus solely on school.
3: That's great advice, guys. Thank you for sharing that. Riley, any any other questions for the other students here as as you're getting yourself ready? Anything you're nervous about?
0: Um, I'm just like, I obviously just don't know how much work we're going to be having tomorrow. So
6: I think I think your teachers are going to be good about it. I know our teachers, like with the first week that we were like started learning from home. They definitely like took into account that like it is a transition for all of us, including the teachers. So they try to make the workload manageable and it's not going to be too bad, at least the first week. And then it might start like increasing, of course, but you really get the the hang of it. It's not awful.
5: And, and if it is, and if it is, Riley, speak up. Student voice. Use your voice. Uh, I stole your thunder, Olivia. Yeah. Uh, you got to finish my thought. I know you I know you have your uh, your opinion.
1: I was just gonna say like obviously we can't speak for you because we're juniors in high school so we don't really know what it's like for you at where you're at in school but like the most important thing is just make sure you talk to your teachers if you're ever feeling overwhelmed or if you have friends that feel overwhelmed just make sure you voice your opinion just make sure that you let everybody know that you and a few friends or anybody is feeling overwhelmed and you feel like it's too too much work or just make sure people
6: know. Yeah. I'd say just know if you're feeling it, like there's definitely other kids that are too. Like you, you're not going to be alone. That's definitely
0: everyone That's, struggles with that. Sometimes you don't really knowing that I'm not the only one. Yeah. That's also a big thing with this whole
6: like
1: online learning. Don't be afraid to ask your teacher's questions. Like never feel like, oh, like I shouldn't ask this. It's a dumb question. Like if you're confused, like Amelia was saying before, chances are other people are probably confused too. So just be that person and ask the question if you have it.
2: Actually, I, I have a question for you, Riley. How did you discover us? Because you were not a young person who I expected to pop into the program. So how would you find Podcast PD? I, I surprised her, I guess. I guess so.
7: <laughs> Maybe she didn't know it
2: her. Riley, can you can you hear me?
0: What? <laughs> oh. I, guess not. I can't hear anything. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, okay. Um, well, this makes for great radio. <laughs> 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 all, right. all right, we'll bring Molly we'll, we'll back in. It's you know it's the
3: know signal we drop. It. It.
2: We'll we'll bring her back in. Um,
3: all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask the walwick students this question because I know the principal's not here. So, do you guys feel like you're being challenged enough, or do you want more?
6: I don't think anyone wants more. <laughs> I mean that I mean that's just the high schoolers. Like, I mean I don't think many people are gonna ask for more work, even if they're not being challenged. But I definitely think, like, the workload is, it, like, varies from class to class. I know, like, some periods I'll be done in, like, 20 minutes, but other periods I'll spend, like, the entire class period and then another 20 minutes after the fact. So I think between all my classes combined, it's, like, it's enough.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's definitely been, like, the perfect amount for me. I never feel like I'm too overwhelmed. And as, like, Everyone knows that junior year is the hardest, so it's kind of been a nice mental break for me with all this because I feel like my teachers have, like, being completely honest, they've definitely toned down the amount of work we've been getting, which in a way is kind of been nice because I feel like now it's a big time that we start studying for, like, AP exams and everything. So it's kind of been nice to not have to worry about the, like, quote-unquote, like, filler work that we'd get in a normal class day. So I think it's
0: perfect.
7: Yeah, I think most of it that we're getting is just um, strictly what we're, like, kind of working towards whether it be the a couple of ap classes that i'm in it's just really studying now because they've the ap um exams are closer i think i think the due date's closer but it's just adapting to that um it's it's a shortened test so for those classes it's changing that all up but just like olivia said whether even if it's not busy work in school there's just a lot less but i think the core stuff is still there so i don't really think we need anything Uh, i mentioned to uh mr carroll in a individual thing when we're all there that um, the only circumstance that I would ask for more is if it prevented us from getting bombarded with tests and this and that when we came back, Um, because that's definitely not not what I want. So I would take on a little bit more if it meant not having that, but I know we're definitely gonna have tests when we come back because we haven't really been able to have that while we're gone, but I I don't really want more right now. Definitely.
2: Well, it sounds like you're all taking AP classes. So I'm sure you're all excited that, no matter what AP test you're taking, it's going to be online and only 45 minutes as opposed to three or four hours. So I'm sure that's exciting for everybody. Um, But based on something you just said, Brendan and Amelia and Olivia. um, Oh, that was me trying to get the question back in my head and it just kind of went away. Fine. Oh, you mentioned we're we're talking about like AP test and assessment Um, in the, the chance that school doesn't go back anytime soon. Um, what have your teachers said, if anything, about what tests or quizzes or assessment will look like while you're learning from home? And actually, I mean, we'll bring, uh Mr. Carroll back in, in case he's got thoughts on that as well.
6: I have had tests and quizzes so far. Actually, I've had some in more like my math related classes just because it can be geared online because like numbers can be changed, of course, and they can put time limits on them. Um, not many of my teachers have addressed yet the like it tests or quizzes but i think that's because like we're all still figuring it out but i think like we definitely will start to take some from home if this like keeps going on yeah yeah
1: Yeah, i I haven't um, had many yeah at least for like i know like there's been a couple times even in class like while we were in school where we had like quizzes online for like math or physics so those are really the only classes that i've had any at home with where like amelia was saying the numbers can be changed but I mean, I feel like, just like Amelia was saying, in time, the English and the history teachers, I think they'll all figure it out, too.
5: When we left for school, it was, you know, it was only a week and a half left for the third marking period. So a lot of teachers had grades in their grade books already. Um, so we really didn't want to focus on assessments and, and testing once we once we were out right away. So I'm glad to hear most teachers listened <laughs> um, and followed through on that. Uh, but it's something that we're talking about Some some teachers are really struggling with with how are they going to assess students. Um, no offense, but we do know students are going to be on their group chats. They're going to be, um, you know, cheating on these things to get a good grade. It's it, it's no secret. Um, but that's where we come back to what does a good test look like? You know, is it authentic? What are the types of questions? Are we really having the, the students, you know, give back what they've learned and show the process? So, you know, some math teachers, I've talked them off the ledge about how does this look? Um, but we've had some good conversations. We've had some self-reflections. And uh, as I said earlier, we've got to figure out what the fourth market period is going to look like. And uh, I've tried to be honest, this whole process with my staff and students is I don't know yet. Uh, I don't know what that entails. And um, I just want the, the kids to keep, in, keep learning. And we always want to learn It shouldn't be about a test or an assessment. Um, but we know that's not reality. So we have to figure what um, it's going to look like.
6: Yeah, I personally think the best thing teachers can probably do is give group projects because, uh, like not only do we have so much more free time without sports after school and just class ending by like 1230 and assignments due at three, but I know like I was in group projects and it was nice because like it gives you an excuse to talk to people and collaborate with people you might not normally like be talking to now that we're not in school every day. And uh, I don't know. I just think. Like, they're larger point assignments that take time. So I enjoyed those.
2: Uh, Amelia, do you find that the group projects are more challenging because really you really can't get together? Even though you have more time, it's not like you can go to the library or go to someone's house and, you know, do that stuff. So is technology helping or hindering in these group projects?
6: I'd say it's a mix. Some things are definitely hard, like when it's easier to be, like, collaborating with someone in person and, like, working out problems and, like, brainstorming. But, like, we share our screens on Google Meets. So if we have a question for the most part, like, I'll just pull up my screen and be like, all right, do you see this number? Like, do you know how to, like, fix it or something? So it's not as easy. It takes more time. But I think it still works.
7: And half of the – usually when we do have regular projects in school – a lot of it is at home, whether we're yeah. uh, with I'm talking group projects that we FaceTime each other, call each other, share our screens, do this and that. We haven't used Google Meets, which is a, a even easier p- platform to get used to. But um, like we a lot of this we are used to because we have so much at home already with homework. Um, so it hasn't been as of group chat projects hasn't been the hardest to work on about adapting to the work. Um, It's more so the presenting that Amelia and I figured out presenting was a little difficult, at least the first time trying to take a video of ourselves presenting and then edit it and then upload it when it wasn't uploading, but it's all things that we're getting used to and um, working out the kinks.
2: We call that productive struggle.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The the whole like recording yourself, it's definitely probably the biggest struggle as far as like actually working on the project. Like I know for us, we just got, done with the project for our physics class we had to record ourselves in a group giving a presentation and i know for my group it took us like a solid hour hour and a half to finally get a recording that we were okay with because it's just it's for us it was like a lot of knowing that like if we messed up we could start over like when you're mm-hmm. in class like if you mess up there's no going back you just have to keep going so i feel like that was definitely one of the big things was just figuring out how to make a presentation work
7: but it ended up working.
2: do I don't know if anybody caught what just happened, but Amelia, on my screen, you were just drinking something out of a water bottle and you put it down. It went behind Olivia's head and then Mr. Carroll picked up his water bottle. looked like you guys passed the bottle.
6: (laughs) I did not notice.
2: The fun fun of video. (laughs) Um, Also, real quick, uh, Mike Brilla in the chat, uh, he's a teacher in Pennsylvania and Riley is one of his middle school students that he encouraged to come on here and share uh, her perspective. So thank you to Mike Brilla. Uh, previous guest of podcast PD. And thank you to Riley for popping in. Very nice.
5: You guys want to share how some of the special teachers are um, living and working in this environment?
7: Um, at least for me, the one that I'm uh, avid and uh, avid about and like a lot during, and it's going to be hard to adapt to, but we have already is um, TV production film. Um, we're trying to do live shows and we've had, uh, one with Mr. Carroll alone and then another just uh, as, a, as a crew. Um, it's, it's, it's different. The day-to-day class isn't really there, but trying to work towards an end project, which is kind of, or like a weekly project, is kind of what you have to do. And I know that's probably gonna be something with other classes, whether it be art. I haven't really experienced that, but it um, probably will be the case that probably uh, putting an assignment in a 45-minute class is not gonna work, but working towards something, say at Friday or next week, Um, that you can turn in then is probably going to be the better situation because I I know that worked for us um, getting that live stream out and making our own videos at home while it was a challenge it ended up working pretty well so at least for us I I really enjoyed that and I think it gives us a break from the regular work which it already does in the regular school day and it, it transferred well into virtual classroom
6: I'm not really in any like artistic classes my electives are psychology and economics so I can't really comment
5: um, How's your gym I, flip grids working out?
6: <laughs> they're interesting. I, yeah, I have little two minute workouts in my room every day. So
2: that sounds like what I'm doing with CrossFit. Is I work out in my garage and I post on my Instagram stories to my uh, my CrossFit gym.
6: Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's all about accountability. <laughs>
6: yeah.
2: All right, I, we got a couple people in the green room. They might have some questions for you guys, so uh, we're gonna bring in. He's been on the last couple of weeks. We're going to bring in uh, Mr. Al Spiegel. Al, how you doing? You got questions for the kids? How's life in your world? What's going on, Al?
8: Um, all of the above. Um, hey, everybody. Th- thanks. I think this is great um, that um, you're able to uh, you know get on here and, and, and talk with us. Um, so I work at um, I work at Bergen Catholic. I'm the director of technology. And and what I was saying in the chat was what we do every week is or every day. Our kids go six classes a day, forty-five minutes a class, uh, and they're online. They're um, they're on camera every moment of the day. So, my question to you is: Do you think that's too much? Not enough? Do you? Would you? If, if you were in that boat, would you? Would you do that? Forty-five minutes times six periods every day, five days a week. Okay, hey, I think that'd be stressful.
6: So they can the teachers can see through the kids' cameras like at all times.
8: We're like we would be doing this. I mean, it, in collaborate, you only see the the, the top six noisemakers. It's not like okay. Zoom where you can see everybody. But still, like you'd be doing this every day with your teacher.
6: That'd personally be a little much for me. I so mean, bad. I know like I'm I'm as much as I love collaborating with people. I'm also like an independent worker at times. And like sometimes it honestly gets like distracting trying to get work done while also in like a call. So, mm-hmm. it is nice, like, having periods to myself where I know, like, I can just focus, get this all done, and then move on to my next periods class. But, okay. I don't know. It's me. Okay. Um, I
7: think that would definitely keep me on, sorry. I think that would definitely keep me on tap more, being in that, um, like, always in that classroom environment almost. At the mm-hmm. same time, I think it's really hard to replicate a classroom in your house and trying to stay focused with all this around you. Um mm-hmm. And I, I, I definitely know I wouldn't be able to do it. I think it'd be a lot for me. Um, and I do like the freedom that I have because this is such a crazy time being able to deal with it on my own is something that I'm glad that I have. Um, but I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to see. Okay.
1: So honestly, funny enough, both of my older brothers are Bergen Catholic alums.
8: Yeah. I I wasn't going to say anything, but it's not like your (laughs) last name is common. So yeah. (laughs) Yep.
1: Um, So I do know a few kids who go there and I'm actually good friends with a junior who goes there and Mm -hmm. he, honestly, there's been no real big complaints about it. Of course, once he finds out how Waldo does it, he's a little envious because he does realize Mm -hmm. we have a little bit more freedom, but there's been really no major complaints from them.
8: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know. I, I think they, what I do hear is that they actually enjoy that, you know, being able to see their friends, you know, because they're not just all the kids from the same town. I've, we've got kids from almost a hundred different towns, you know, Definitely. all over the place. So, so they, that I know they enjoy. Um, yeah, that, any other um, you feel like your, your, your workload is a, appropriate. You're not being asked to do too much or, or too little.
7: Yeah, I think it's appropriate. I, I yeah. enjoy the yeah. amount that we have. And I think I'm, I'm getting enough to be learning a sufficient amount and, on task for what the end goal whether it be an AP test or final I think we're on task for all my classes yeah
6: I think teachers are really taking into consideration the fact that like we are teaching ourselves some of this because it is some of it is independent work so like we'll read articles or watch a video and take notes Mm -hmm. so I think teachers like understand that that is a little more effortful so they are really just sticking like straight to the point work like there's not like fluff work which I appreciate because like We learn what we have to learn and we're done.
1: I feel like Mr. Carroll has definitely been very honest with the teachers about what we need to be doing and what he thinks is enough or too much. So I think our teachers have really been taking that all into consideration. And they've also been very open. The teachers at Waldwick are very good at like, oh, like if I'm being completely honest with you, I got really stressed out this period and I didn't have time to finish your work. I mean, I think that's definitely one of the big pluses for us, at least, Mm -hmm. is they're very understanding. So it's honestly been nice to just not have to, like, overly worry about the amount of work I've done. I have to get done.
5: How are your teachers uh, reacting to this new world of having to go live every period, every day? It's I, I think the sense I get from them is
8: that they feel it's a little much, especially if it's a day when they're teaching, you know, when they've got five classes. So they're going the five classes and most of them have their own kids at home. So they're trying to, you know, I know when when my kids are with me, they're always behind me, you know, making faces and so trying to to balance, you know, work and home when everything is at home. Um, I also know that um, I think there are times where I think we are trying to replicate the physical classroom. And there are times where our teachers will say, OK, you're, you're doing like a, an independent assignment or you're doing what? I mean, when I was a kid, we call it seat work and I don't need to be watching you on a camera work on your computer. And I think we're somewhere that's getting lost in translation, that it's OK if we don't see them on camera or if we say, listen, if you need me, I'll be in the I'll be in the room. But you don't have to be in here, you know, if as long as you're getting work done. And I think that's the part that to me, it seems we're missing in translation. That's just we we don't need all of it. We don't need to be on every day. Maybe we could go two days a week, uh, you know, a hybrid model. So, uh-huh. yeah, I, I was going to
1: say, going to be completely honest with you. I think that like if you're still trying to keep it where there are days where your kids meet, like with all their teachers, just so they can see their teachers and their friends, mm-hmm. I would honestly try and cut it down to like two, three times a week, max. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. speaking like as someone who has to do online school every day, it's gonna to get to the point where it just kind of becomes unbearable eventually, and I feel like once it hits that like unbearable point for these kids, that's when everyone's gonna start checking out. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to being completely honest, I would absolutely honestly try and tone it down a little bit.
8: No, that's and I, I I appreciate that. I would take nothing less than absolute honesty at this point because what I you know I'd like to bring some of this back you know to my team and and talk about you know you know now two weeks out and at least what it looks like at least another probably month of this, um, you know, where do we go? Where do we go from here? So, yeah. Now, Kevin, are these all your students from Waldwick? Uh, yes. Yep. They're all there. They're, they're I, I'm very impressed with their maturity and their, their ability to, um, to carry on the conversation. Uh, very, you know, very impressed.
5: Thank um,
8: you. Yeah, definitely. It's always nice when I, I'm always one that I always like to hear what students have to say directly and as raw as it can be. Uh, but they're all they're all very polished. I'm, I'm really impressed. Uh, I'm, I'm, thank you for your your um, your candidness, the three of you. Yeah, when
5: I, I when I when I was setting this up with them and I said, mm-hmm. be honest, right, say, say what the positives, say the negatives. Um, they always mm-hmm. know they can kind of share their sure. thought. We have a breakfast club with the with a, a principal's breakfast club, I call it. Um, mm-hmm. and I have a range of kids from freshmen through seniors where we get together and I just kind of throw ideas off them. You know they oh, they, cool. throw, they they throw ideas off me, and mm-hmm. we're scheduled. Um, we'll see uh, for Tuesday, one uh, thirty. I think it is right. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to have a call like this with the commissioner of education. Um, okay. So I had tweeted at him and said, "We, you know, you want to talk to kids that are doing, the, you know, how it's going." He replied back and said, "Let's set it up." So I know he's been busy. That's great. <laughs> he's been busy last week, but mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, um, you know, we get face-to-face with him on Tuesday and get to share a message and share the messages that I know the kids, when they talk to their friends in other towns um, have perspectives as well. That's great. That's great. And I know, um, I know
8: next week I'll have, um, we'll get the elementary perspective. I know I'll have my own kids. Uh, they'll be uh, there. They're chomping at the bit to get on. So you'll definitely get an elementary perspective next week, but uh, no, that's great. I- I'm very appreciative that they uh, were able to uh, to be on and and be so, so candid. And I like that breakfast club idea. That's really cool. Thank you it's worked out well right guys so far yeah
6: yeah I enjoy I like
8: it yeah you that's can all okay. bend, you, you can all bend with me your 20 bucks for saying all that good stuff now <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: honestly I think a really big thing that like teachers and administrators need to keep in mind is that like something like this I know mr Carroll has been like very good at like making sure we know that he wants us to tell him our feelings on everything so I feel mm-hmm. like just in general that's a big thing that like teachers and administrators need to keep in mind is like they need to tell their kids to be honest with what's working for them and what's not mm-hmm. and what they feel needs to be changed to make this more doable for them.
8: Yeah, that, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people, you know, some people would not listen to, you know, would not be able to have this kind of dialogue with a student because, you know, the teacher's always right. And some of us are like, you got to you got to tell us because we think we know what we're doing, but we might be totally off base and, and we need that feedback. I mean we're all in this together. This is not a, you know, a, a teacher student, you know. We're 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 all in this together. So
2: communication is certainly key. And uh yeah, we, we know that Kevin has a lot of great ideas and does a lot of wonderful things in his school. So yes, we do want to have him on as a full featured guest on a future episode <laughs> of Podcast PD, and he knows that. <laughs> um right. but as as we start to bring this segment to a close, first Al, thank you for coming in yeah, and asking your question. Really appreciate it. And we'll we'll definitely set up and formalize uh, the elementary perspective um because my son's voice is just one unique perspective so we'd certainly <laughs> like to to broaden that up a little bit. <laughs> um but Al we we will talk to you we will talk to you soon and uh, sounds
8: good thanks Chris w- thanks Al You're welcome. And thanks everybody. Thank you. thank you. Thank you.
2: So one last question for the fine young people. Again first thank you Brendan, Amelia and Olivia for taking time on a Sunday night before, you can sleep until 8.30, 9.00, 9.30. Tomorrow, I know it's going to be a long day tomorrow. <laughs> um, how do you think this experience, again, your juniors in high school, how do you think this experience will benefit you either short-term or long-term as you go forward in life?
6: I think this is personally obviously not exactly like it, but it's like a look into college. Like Your teachers give you work, and you have to figure out how to manage your own time. So, uh, speaking from someone who is awful at managing their time, uh, I think this has definitely helped me with that, uh, which I appreciate it.
7: Um, I definitely agree with that. Um, and in the future, not just me, but I hope society, I know this is kind of a big idea, but I hope that with all of us being home and doing a lot of work from home, I think hope that a lot of occupations realize that they can do their job from home. And from an environmentalist perspective, I do really enjoy seeing how little car and commuting there is as much as this is a terrible thing i hope that there will be um cut down on that when people realize that a lot of their jobs can be done at home if it is up to par as when it is in the real real environment of their uh work but for me i hope i can show that and and um i don't know how it really relates to me but i think as a big picture i I hope that is a thing that comes into play
1: I feel like definitely for me, it's just been a lot of like learning and figuring out what works for me as a student, as a person, figuring out like Amelia was saying, how to balance my time, how to find the motivation in myself to get my work done. And I mean, like, as someone who has two older brothers, it's definitely been like, for me, what I think is going to be a good look into what college life is going to be like, just that having like so much free free time where like you don't have to worry about being in a class and like figuring out like when you get your work done like when you have time for yourself when you make yourself food so i think it's definitely been like overall a really good learning experience for everyone but personally for myself figuring out a lot of time management so
5: yeah i think, I, I, I'm sorry I think they're right i just think they're right on target because I think we talk about trying to prepare our kids for the real world whatever that means um, and sometimes in schools we we coddle them you know, we do. And now that's not happening. And some of our teachers are even saying, like, I might have been too nice with giving them extensions. And, you know, not always sticking to a deadline, because I would see their face, and then I would feel bad. Or um, and I think this is taught teachers and students that, you know, we have to change some of the, our practices and the way that we do things um, to benefit all of us.
6: Yeah, I think it's really teaching us to be independent. Because, like, obviously we're not in a classroom where teachers are walking around like oh does anyone have any questions like if you need if you need something like it's it's on you to reach out if you Mm -hmm. need if like you need to work in a group like it's on you to make the connections and like say like hey we need to get together so Yeah, yeah like Amelia was saying I
1: think it's been very instrumental in making people more independent as far as like not just school but like life like having to figure out how to make stuff work for you when you have siblings that are working or parents that are working. And like she was saying, like finding time for everyone that work that like where you can work on a project. Like, I think that's very much something that happens in real life. Like having to find time where everybody can meet to talk about something. So I think even now, like where we are in life focusing so much on like our future and what's to come next. But even like with younger kids, I think it's definitely been overall just a good learning experience for everyone in all aspects.
7: Right. And you said it before, uh, Chris, that the three words that I, communication is key. Whether it is this extreme environment that we're in right now, that we'll realize that just communicating with each other and getting this done, we're, we're uh, voicing out our opinions and voicing out how we can make a change to better this, um, environment and make it as beneficial for all of us. But just in any environment to just communicate and, um, hopefully it'll be easier when we're back together and no longer in this lockdown, but when we just showing how, how easily we can communicate, even when in these hard times. So I think communication, realizing how important it is, will be a big thing when we come out of this and in the future.
3: So do you guys think that school is going to change going forward because of all of this new technology and this craze, or do you think once people get comfortable back in their classrooms, it's going to go right back where to where it was in September and October and November?
6: Um, I feel like- Sorry, you go.
1: <laughs> okay. I feel like this is definitely going to change a lot of stuff because like, like Mr. Carroll was saying before with like teachers and like deadlines and like, oh, like I saw their face and like I had to give them that extension. Like, I feel like it's definitely been like a reality check for a lot of people, even like students, teachers, parents. Like, I feel like everyone now just kind of understands like how much kids really could be getting done, how much kids aren't getting done because they don't want to and how much kids aren't getting done because they can't. So I think definitely things are going to change once we go back to school. Even if the change isn't drastic, I think it'll definitely be there.
6: Um, definitely. I I don't know that I feel like personally things won't change that much. Uh, I think teachers might like trust us to be more reliable and like get our own work done. But for the most part, I think that this has been kind of hard on both the students and the teachers. So I kind of feel like the teachers are going to go back to like normal because that's just what's comfortable and like we i don't know we've been doing it for so long
7: um i know maybe not just every school but i know definitely with our school being a small town and we always say that we're so close and close-knit this is the times that we really exemplify that and our show how close-knit we are and really come together and i think how we rebound from this um and i hope that is for other schools too will really show in the in the when we do come back and forever onwards
2: I think Al, who just uh, left a comment in the live chat, uh, his comment is no yep. more snow days ever. So, yeah, I think that is definitely one change that you could see with a lot of places being able to say, all right, hey, if it snows, we have a digital learning day and, you know, things can be done. You know, it can be no. <laughs> no. what? Come I mean, what's
6: the purpose of a snow they, day.
1: With oh, brothers that's... who went to Bergen where they already do that a lot, I think honestly snow days are a very much needed break in the middle of a year
7: but then again maybe if they're more likely day. to call a virtual day if they if they know that they have this platform to do that they might be more like maybe no maybe not maybe, maybe, maybe only it counters,
6: they, does it count as a full day if we have a snow day it Does maybe it only up. like one or two we can keep the rest normal I would say if, if we got off from Memorial Day weekend.
5: Yeah. Well who's gonna tweet and remind me while it's snowing out to say are we having a snow day? Are we having a snow day? You know?
2: Come on.
1: <laughs> I, I will do it. I volunteer I, myself. I know you will. Yeah. Well, I and don't know if is a, a thing anymore,
7: unfortunately. True.
2: Children <laughs> and students of the world, let it be known I am a fan of snow days. <laughs>
1: snow Thank days. you. Come
2: on. <laughs> All right. Kevin Carroll is the principal of Waldwick High School in Bergen County, New Jersey. We were Fortunate enough to also be joined by students in his high school, Brendan, Amelia, and Olivia. Thank you to all of you for sharing the student perspective here on podcast. PD. We really appreciate it. Thank, Thanks
5: you for having us. Thank, Thank you for having us. You, Thanks, Thanks for having us much. guys. Appreciate
2: it. All right. And coming up next, AJ, we're going to have our special segment, our guest of honor, the episode, our, our <laughs> not the guest of honor per se, I, I uh, but we're going to keep Kevin with us and we're going to go to, uh, I feel like I'm on channel two. No, Channel 11, Channel 11 here in the tri state area. We're going to go to Mr. G.
3: (laughs) He's on on site tonight. There he is back in the garage. Mr. G. (laughs)
4: What's up, Ron?
9: Look, before those kids leave, if they're still watching, those kids are awesome. That was the best, you know? Like, oh, there they are. Good. Yeah, still got Brendan. Go ahead. (laughs) Hey, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I like this kid already. This guy's like, oh yeah, there's no more snow. He's the environmental. (laughs) Hey, me too, man. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gasoline dude. Like I, I fix cars and whatnot. I teach shop class, but we're switching to electric. So I have all my electric set up right here. I was going to do a demo for Miles. You know, he's into vacuums. That's all about electricity. You know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yes, I'm not going to lie
2: to you. Miles could teach you a thing or two about the vacuum.
9: I like it. That's great. You know, the thing about the is he a fan of Dyson?
2: Dyson and Mealy and Kirby and Henry and wow, and Matt, he he yeah yeah he's out of his mind.
9: Uh, if he's still here, I set up a demo for him. I wanted to talk to him about amps. You could actually measure the amps and whatnot. It's kind of cool.
2: Well, anyway. you'll be back here next week, and I'll make I'll, I'll get you on. We'll get you on. We'll get the Mister G segment in early, and I'll bring Perfect. him back in. So yeah, don't, don't break it down
9: so okay so i I just got a question so like i have um i'm gonna make i'm gonna take their suggestion is that i'm gonna make you know uh videos right with video instruction and then i'm gonna ask the kids questions and then they can answer it on their own time you know type of thing so basically what i got here is like um you know i got an electric motor and you know i run this and then i can actually measure the amps um, you know, the thing is that, like, when I'm in person, I can say to the kid, like, all right, well, you, wh- wh- you know what amps are? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, let's talk about amps first. You know, so, like, I pace myself based on the audience. But when I'm just alone, I'm like, I don't even know where to start, you know, because, like, uh, I don't know what – they might not even know what a volt is, you know, like the difference between volts and amps and and how you calculate watts. And if if I'm talking about amps, they're not going to know watts. <laughs> What the hell, the jig or what? <laughs> I
2: was like, Ron, what happens when that thing hits eighty-eight miles an hour?
9: <laughs> well, you're gonna see. You're gonna go back in time, man.
3: <laughs> I definitely can see Ron being the next Doctor Brown. No, 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 joke. It, 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 it's in him. He, he's <laughs> yeah. he's almost there.
9: Look, I got some. I got stuff we could blow up here if you want. Look, I was gonna show Miles. You know, I was gonna show Miles. You know, basically like like a little battery, right? You see? Hold on. Let's get
2: this It's, it's smoking, Ron. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Runs like the Mary Poppins of, of electrics here. Yeah, right, guys, let me show you this real quick. Hold on.
9: Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's a little tiny one, right? A little tiny battery, right? But it's three point seven volts. But then here's the big dog, right here. This guy right here. You see, you can actually now. What I was going to show him was that when you when you slow this down, watch the amps go up. You see, it goes up to like six or seven. See, the flex capacitor. Yeah. (laughs) What is that? And what's going on is that that's going to be on on the lawnmower. And right now I got a drill set up, you see, and we're going to run this baby on a drill. So for the environmental kid, you know, we're getting rid of the gas on the gas mower.
3: (laughs) Hold on. You're going to run run a lawnmower with a
2: drill? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. He can do that. Definitely. Is it going to be like uh, a strong?
9: You can do crazy stuff. Like you can measure speed with a laser, you know? Like, uh, you know, you can, like, say, okay, you go like this, and you got to target it, you know, and, like, right now, we're spinning it, like, 870 RPM, you know, and, and then you can change, and then if you change the amps, it doesn't matter, right? But if you change the voltage, right, like, you change the volt, and the speed goes up, but the amps are the same. The amps only change when you use them. When I put a load, you see? They go up, so like there's, you know, there's a big difference between volts and amps, and like this is the kind of crazy stuff I do in the class. So I gotta like somehow put this into videos and questions and assessment.
3: I don't
2: know. Ron, just turn on the camera and go to YouTube Live. Just Just start putting it out there for all the world to see. And and for 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 those who for you who's listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you go out to podcastpd.com/slash sixty nine where we will have a link to this live video and i will link to ron's on-screen demonstration because th- the audio doesn't do it justice so you have to come and watch the video here after the All fact right. for the podcast listener
9: oh yeah yeah we have like a motor and when i put up my hand on it to slow it down the the amps that it draws goes up which you can measure but then when i turn the voltage up i can actually make the speed increase but not but not the amps and then if you take volts times amps that's watts so when someone says Oh, you know, like when they talk about you know, Tesla's what they're talking about when they say, oh, it's a, like a hundred kilowatt pack. they are talking about the volts times the amps per hour. That's the pack. And then but like you'll never see anyone bragging about the gasoline tank size on, on, a, on a gas car like, you know, like, oh, cool, dude, what kind of what, how many gallons do you take? Right. No one cares because. That part doesn't matter because you can have a hundred gallon tank and that engine can't process more than a certain amount per, per minute, you know, so that, so when they tell you horsepower, they're just talking about processing speed and we know that electricity can process power a lot faster. So anyway, that's my, you know, yeah, you know, I could go crazy with this stuff. You know, I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're really informative. I gotta be honest with you. I'm sitting here like just listening to all this sciencey dialogue and I'm just smiling and nodding, but I'm very impressed with everything that you're doing because I'm, I'm lost, man. If anything happens in my house, if anything breaks down, I'm calling you first.
9: Yeah. Yeah. No problem. I mean, basically processing speed, you know, like how fast can you get the power to your tires? That's really what you're asking. And how efficient that's really it. And then like the gas engine, 80% of that, you ever put your hand on the hood of a car after you're driving it and it's hot even in the winter. So you're paying for that. That's your money paying eighty percent of your money when you buy gasoline goes towards uh heat.
2: So you're, you're telling me to buy a Tesla.
9: Oh my God. It's the only <laughs> way. they'll deliver
2: it right to your door as I as I've heard.
9: I'll oh yeah. It. Somebody like wants to give me one hand. I'll take it. Yeah. They'll just spray it with like uh sanitation or whatever.
3: I don't know. It hey anyway, like, hot. hot. my Insta hot isn't working. Can you can you help me out with that? What <laughs> how, is it? It's a hot water thing. It, it's plugged in. Hot oh, oh, you, supposed probably, to you, work.
9: you probably ran it low, low water and turned it on and you burnt out the coil.
2: Can you, can you <laughs> figure that? It
9: ain't worth it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, Ron, I'm going just, back to last week, we gave you a couple of recommendations. Um, did you try anything new this week? Flipgrid or anything we had talked okay, about last
9: flipgrid, week flipgrid I think has a lot of potential if I could roll out over a year that but that was dead on arrival for me uh I like it though but it's not working and you know what those those kids alluded to that I think the problem is that to ask the kids to, to go on video you know not everybody wants to do that you know what I mean like you know they're right. kids so um, and mm-hmm. then uh so flipgrid was dead ed puzzle works a lot better than most uh The retention's a lot better. Um, uh, uh, Let's see. Everything else has been a disaster. Like, I tried to do, like, a collaborative uh, CAD program. Uh, I even gave them a team viewer and access to my computer so they could control the computer. And, I don't know, it just faded out. So what I'm going to do is um, that this morning I spoke with that uh, Apple representative, um, Mason. Mason, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And he was saying, don't type your, uh," he said, one of the biggest problems is don't type your directions, just do a video of your directions. So I'm like, okay. And then, uh, so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do a video tonight. The problem is, I just don't know where to start. You know, I don't even know where, because like, I would just go, like, I need to know what they don't know. And then, uh, and then I will continue from there. I kind of feed off of it. But I guess, I don't know. What do you guys suggest?
2: you got to tell them to hit that subscribe button and ring that bell and leave a comment down below when you start making content just start making content
9: oh yeah good idea so maybe like i'll say okay here's the overview uh i'll i'll put out a question what do you guys what do you guys want to know that's day 1 maybe yeah all right all right and then uh yeah that sounds good uh and then i'll give them an update on my project we're doing a gasoline to electric conversion on a lawnmower and doing it starting with a drill you know um. Yeah, I don't know. What else do you guys think,
3: Kevin? Jump in here because you, you, you have great, you have great support with your videos. What could you? What can you share with Ron?
5: Well, well, first, I'm just trying to think about a way I can create a job for him and uh bring him up by me, and because bring, <laughs> bring his passion and energy. I don't know if he can teach, but I love the passion and energy. That's for sure.
3: He can teach. I've seen his videos. He can teach. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
5: I mean, flip yeah, Flipgrid. Flipgrid, yeah. I know you may not have got buy-in right away, but you definitely can have the kids put emojis over their faces. You know, for the ones who don't want to, you know, put themselves out there. Um, you know, breaking it down in small segments, I think, is the way to go. You know, and teaching them the different aspects of what you were talking about. You lost me at, uh, you know, right from the beginning there, but um, that's because uh, it's just not my area. But you know, small segments, I think, as Chris said, so then kids can comment and make suggestions on it, um, and then also maybe have the kids teach each other. Um, I think having them describe it uh, to you would give you a sense of what they know and don't know. Mm-hmm. And that could be part of those kind of videos or, you know, you can do them voice notes too. You know, it doesn't have to be video. Uh, kids can oh. record their voices on their iPhones and then, you know, send that to you. Is that is that on the Flipgrid or just uh, independent? Um, On an iPhone or a Droid, I think anybody can make a voice <laughs> note and send it as an email to you. Sure. That um, sounds cool.
9: So. That sounds cool. Okay, and then you know, as far as like the we were because before we left, we were building um like a, a car uh, in quarter scale because we're we were doing a competition called the Shell Eco Marathon, but like that's canceled. But I thought we could do the car online, and uh, it's not really working well, you know. So, is there anything I could do about um uh, collaborative? Uh, you know, work that's supposed to be competitive, you know? Do you have a 3D printer?
5: I don't, but I got friends that have access to one, yeah. I mean, could the, couldn't the kids build, like, pieces of it and, you know, 3D print some things out and then kind of, you know, virtually build it? I don't, you know?
2: Yeah, that's what I
5: thought. But the but the, the participation
9: is, like, way down. I don't yeah. know. It's tough.
2: Um, I do like that right, well, idea, though. Of if, if If you had them, you know, if you put them in, say, groups where they maybe had to come up with a simple you know, just maybe four, say you got four or five kids in a group come up with and design something where there's like four or five gears where they've got to maybe go to Thingiverse or somewhere where they can online design these parts. And then if you get them printed, you could say, all right, here's, you know, group a, I printed the parts as you planned them. And here's me on camera, putting your machine together. Let's see if it worked.
9: Yeah, that would be awesome.
5: Yeah, or, I got I'm sorry. Or can you, or you, or scrap the whole car thing. And what can you do something related to the times you're in with having them design something?
9: Yeah. I was thinking about switching it up and going with a ventilator because uh, I don't know how they make a ventilator, but I mean, that's kind of more pertinent right now. I mean, designing a car right now is kind of irrelevant, you know? Mm -hmm. And I agree with that kid, like, uh, you know, less cars on the street and stuff. Like I'm a car guy. I love cars. I got like a whole bunch of cars, but like, the whole traffic thing is absurd driving to work is to me is ridiculous (laughs) it's the whole thing's crazy they don't have enough trains and proper buses so you know i agree with that kid you know but yeah so maybe we start doing a ventilator or something like that online and then we'll print it out or test it out i don't know i mean you're on ticket if you can uh, make a ventilator yeah yeah that would be good yeah maybe we'll do that this week i don't know and then we got spring break after that. I don't know how they're going to handle spring break. I guess just a week off of the online. I don't know. Do they even still honor the spring break or is that not a thing?
2: It's up to the district. My okay. district, we got correspondence that said, you know, spring break is, I have it the week before Easter and then Easter Monday. And my district sent out correspondence that said, yep, we're out through April 17th, but that spring break week. Yes, we're off. We're done. Don't, don't give the kids your, take the time for you, your families. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All
9: right, so I'm gonna try. I, you know, to be honest, I wasn't making new video content for the kids last week and the week, the last two weeks. I was throwing them the old content and then asking questions and then, tr- and then with my advanced class, I was trying to do the car thing. So maybe this week, i oh, with the advanced kids, I'll do the 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 mm-hmm. ventilator and or the you know the breathing thing, and then also uh, I'll do new content for the intro kids, and we'll see what happens. And I'll put I'll put the videos on Ed Puzzle so I can ask him questions.
2: That's a great plan. I agree with that.
9: All right, I'm going to do that.
2: Will you report back next week?
9: Yes, yes. And I want to do I want to do you know Miles. He wants to know about vacuums. Vacuums just vacuums just just uh, uh, electric motor and uh, the ability to uh, you know to to, uh, take uh, the dust out of the air and then you know and then uh, so if I if I could do a little demo with him, you know, you can measure like. You can measure amps. You can measure volts. He's got to know what a watt is, how to calculate watt. And so, like, let's say, for instance, right, let's say you know you got a 10-amp-hour battery, uh, and you run it at 10 amps, how long until that battery is empty? And the answer is an hour, right? So, you know, it's simple like that. But if you run it at 20, 20 amps, it's going gonna, it's gonna to last a half hour, half the time. You know, so... These are things because batteries are like a hundred percent the future. You know, L- burning a fuel is like that's going to be like fun and novel for like barbecues and stuff like that. But burning burning <laughs> is something, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's going to be gone. It's not efficient. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, you, on. maybe is- we'll set up a, a distant science learning lesson with you later this week.
5: <laughs> okay. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. And yeah. hey, just one thing in this crazy time, you may have to go with the uh, kiss mentality a little bit here too. Well, yeah, keep, it yeah, simple, yeah. keep it simple, stupid, you know, and yeah. just go from there. Not All offending right. anybody, but just narrow it down for the kids and make it more manageable for yourself uh, yeah. and for them. That's true. Yeah, good call. All right. <laughs> hit,
2: hit that lowest common denominator. All right, Ron, we yeah. will talk to you next week.
9: All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Look forward
2: to it, Ron. Get your report ready.
9: Okay. All right, sounds
2: good. What the hell is a gigawatt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling
3: you, he's watt i he's gonna, he's going he's gonna to
2: create, he's, he's create time travel. He's going to be Ron. <laughs> <laughs> the Tesla, though. there you go yeah. all right so uh aj let, let, let's uh let's wrap this up kevin thanks so much for joining us tonight
5: all right thanks uh thanks for letting me jump in here and sit in the seat it was That'd fun be. kids uh did well and i'm uh, glad people got to hear their voices and um got some ideas too on ways we can make changes as well so every every day changes
3: there you go the kids are great they were really they really they owned it they really did
5: there you go hashtag on it. whs nice yep
2: there you go, uh, Kevin. How can people connect with you?
5: Uh, Twitter, probably the best way. Kevin underscore Cowell underscore um, on Twitter. Um, Instagram on is the Waldwick High School WHS. Um, that's where mostly school information gets put out there.
2: All right, so uh, I'm I'm going to do my best, Stacy. Which, by the way, AJ, we didn't mention the whole time. Stacy is on special assignment today. We didn't bring it up at all. Yeah, sorry, Stacy,
3: <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> kind of sure. got right into it, man. We were running with it.
2: We yeah, we, we we were yeah we were running. All right, so uh that'll do it for this episode of Podcast PD. Say goodnight, Kevin.
5: Good night, everybody. Thank you.
2: Say goodnight, AJ. Good night, AJ. Say goodnight, Good night, Podcast. Oh. <laughs> good
3: night, Christopher. Good night, Podcast PD. Thanks, everybody.
2: Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at podcastpd on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag PodcastPD. To connect with Stacy AJ and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at I Run Tech, and at AJBianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com/slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoy Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.